Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Friday, November 3rd, 2017. I am live at BlizzCon 2017 in Anaheim, California, and I gotta tell you, there is nothing like BlizzCon. It's part E3 with big game announcements, it's part PAX with sort of a, a love letter to fans, but it's something more than both of those. It's a combination and also something completely unique in the video game world. It's one developer coming out explaining what you can expect over the next year or more from their game releases, but also being accessible to fans, being there to talk and explain their games, and really say thank you to their fans, and have the fans say thank you in response. I really can't think of another convention that is full of more love and positivity, and that really was on display with the opening ceremonies this morning, where the, the entire thing started with a view of people and of relationships that have started because of Blizzard games and because of gaming in general. And I just love that tone. I am so full of positivity <laughs> coming out of a Blizzard, BlizzCon uh, opening ceremonies. And I love that about it. I, I'm, I'm so, I was really brought to emotion with, with what they showed. And that speaks to my love of their games and the company's attitude in general. But let's start with some of the announcements and get you up to speed with all of the cool news coming out of BlizzCon. They started talking about StarCraft. StarCraft didn't get a lot of stage time, but it did start off the show. And there's an announcement that StarCraft II, the latest StarCraft games, will be going free-to-play, which is a pretty big deal for fans of StarCraft and for to, you know, to bring new players into StarCraft as well. I think that's pretty exciting stuff. The game is fairly old at this point. It came out in 2010. But they're continuing to update it. They announced a new co-op hero or pair of heroes. And uh, I think it's a pretty exciting thing that people will be able to play it free. No mention of how they're going to monetize that, if there's going to be in-game purchases or what. But every, everything in the game at this point sounds like it will be free to play. Next up was my current favorite Blizzard game, Heroes of the Storm. K.O. Milker came out, came out on stage and updated some pretty big announcements for that MOBA. Chief among them is that there are two new characters coming to the game. Hanzo, obviously from Overwatch, a pretty big fan favorite from that game, is going to be a new assassin in Heroes of the Storm. And Alex Strassa from uh, World of Warcraft is coming to the game. May not be a name you know, but you will know the fact that it's a giant dragon. And it's pretty incredible. They highlighted the reveal of those two characters with a big, long cinematic. Overall, this BlizzCon, the Blizzard cinematic team has just been knocking it out of the park. Several cinematics, which I'll describe uh, in later segments, that all of them were just wonderful and really, really well made. This one was no exception. Dragon versus Dragon. Of course, Hanzo has that dragon attack that he can do in Overwatch and will be brought over as an ultimate ability into Heroes of the Storm. And Alex Strassa has a dragon form that is actually her trait, which means she'll be able to do it. Um, it's not an ultimate. It's actually her trait. Now, that trait is on a very long cooldown, so you can't turn into dragons 
too often during one match, but when you do, you become very powerful, gigantic on the screen, all your abilities get buffed, and it's quite visually impressive. Also, for Heroes of the Storm, big, big changes to some of the fundamental gameplay systems. A lot of nitty-gritty stuff that guys like me who are really into that game are very excited about, but chief among them is a change to the way matchmaking is going to work, which, to be honest, of all the big flashy announcements they could have made, this one, which is not flashy at all, is probably my favorite and would have been my most requested had I known it was even possible. It's a complete revamp of how matchmaking is going to work. They're saying it's going to be performance-based. Now, I have an interview later today with some of the designers, and I'll dig deep into how this is actually going to work and report back, but I am very, very encouraged that no longer will it be some matchmaking ranking that's based purely on wins and losses, and that's you know obviously dependent on your teammates. Now it is your performance in-game that will de determine your ranking in the game and who you get matched with. I find that to be completely liberating, probably re will remove a lot of the frustrations in the game, at least I hope so. Remains to be seen how well it's implemented, but I am extremely excited and extremely encouraged, and I hope this permeates a lot more competitive online games. Next up at the opening ceremonies were announcements for Hearthstone, and this just brought the house down. I honestly think this was the most <laughs> exciting and really well-delivered of any of the presentations during the opening ceremonies. It certainly got me hyped and laughing and enjoying myself. Hearthstone has never really taken itself seriously, and that was on display in how the game announcements were delivered. It was kind of a choose-your-own-adventure, D&D-style narrative through a dungeon as the presenter allowed the audience to vote on you know, two choices on how the dungeon would go. Of course, the audience always took the more, more dangerous, <laughs> sure-to-die routes, which provided a lot of really fun moments on stage. But the announcements themselves were equally exciting, I would say. A new expansion for Hearthstone was announced called Cobalts and Gnomes, which will feature a bunch of new items, new cards, new packs to unlock, uh, legendary items for all nine classes, which uh, you can find inside the dungeons, and a new mode of play, a new single-player mode of play called Dungeon Run, which effectively turns Hearthstone into a single-player roguelike that is completely free to play. Now, Hearthstone is ostensibly free to play, but you have to buy packs of cards in order to play it, so there is some investment there. This mode requires no previously owned packs, which is a pretty remarkable thing to bring to the game. It starts you off with 10 cards, and you can build a pretty sad little pack based on your 10 cards, but then each of the challenges that you defeat in the dungeon gives you more cards and lets you continue to create that deck into more and more robust forms. If you lose, your deck is deleted and you have to start over. So in true roguelike form, you risk everything by delving deeper and deeper into the dungeon. This feels like it could have been its own standalone game, and in a lot of ways it kind of is. It will bring people, I think, into Hearthstone that are maybe put off by having the big investment up front or feel like they haven't kept up with the meta 
of which cards they need to own and craft. I feel like this creates a completely different kind of playstyle and a different way into Hearthstone as a, a game for people that might want to play it more casually or don't feel like having to buy packs is something for them. I'm very, very excited about Dungeon Run mode. It might bring me back to Hearthstone in a, in a completely new way. And the cards themselves seem crazy and over the top in all the best ways. Hearthstone, Kobolds, and Catacombs coming out, they say, next month. Next up was Overwatch, and they debuted the brand new Overwatch Arena, inside of which all of the Overwatch esports will be competing. It's a pretty impressive place, 360-degree stage, gigantic, lots of seating, high-tech, it's amazing. But the game itself also got some really exciting announcements, including a new map that just delights. It is so wonderful, and it really feels like it actually belongs more inside Heroes of the Storm, perhaps, than Overwatch. It's called Blizzard World, and the idea is what if there was a giant Blizzard theme park that had rides built around all of their games and existed in a world where people love Blizzard and could go and go to this theme park, but that's inside the Overwatch universe. You know, Heroes of the Storm is supposed to be the big mashup of all the Blizzard games, but it seems like uh, Overwatch is sort of out Heroes of the Storming Heroes of the Storm, at least thematically in this case, and it looks just amazing. I want, I want Blizzard World to exist in real life. It's, it's just incredible looking glimpses of some of the rides that exist inside this faux blizzard world or this virtual blizzard world uh, include a griffin ride for uh, for world of warcraft and uh, just it just looks amazing so that will be a new map in overwatch but there's also a new hero they announced moira who is going to be a new support hero for Overwatch. She has a combination of healing abilities and attack abilities, as well as a teleport. She looks super cool and seemed to get a big, big fan reaction here at BlizzCon. They also showed a brand new Overwatch cinematic, and if you have been following Overwatch, you know that these origin cinematics that kind of fill out the narrative of the universe of Overwatch are big highlights. I mean, they put so much care and attention into the stories, and they're really more like short films that give you a beginning, middle, and end, let you know more information about the characters. This one was focused on the character Reinhardt, and it was just incredible. Uh, an amazing story, a cool short film about sacrifice and war. I mean, the Blizzard cinematic team is just knocking it out of the park. It was emotional and powerful and thrilling and visually incredible. Uh, I, I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't yet. Big stuff coming from Overwatch, and in fact, they teased more to come at their later panels over the course of the weekend. And then the final thing to take the stage at the Blizzard opening ceremonies for BlizzCon was World of Warcraft. They started out with a pretty surprising announcement, I'd say, that Vanilla WoW, the old pre-expansion version of World of Warcraft, the original release version, will be available for players to play on new 
pristine, <laughs> untouched vanilla servers. Now this is based on some uh, a bunch of players actually that had set up their own servers to try to recreate that original World of Warcraft experience and Blizzard had asked them to shut it down. There had been a lot of outcry and it sounds like Blizzard understood the demand and is now going to serve that demand themselves by recreating the original experience before anything had changed, the original boxed copy that I remember <laughs> I remember going to the store installing and then not being able to log into <laughs> low those many years ago how, how long has it been now 12 years since World of Warcraft was originally released so they promised that the uh, the original experience of, of server wait times and crashes will not be <laughs> preserved but that the uh, the original version of WoW will be available for players they say it's not going, coming soon but they are going to deliver that experience pretty big deal a bigger deal I think to players current players of World of Warcraft is the new expansion that they announced it's called Battle for Azeroth and it also kind of takes the game back to its roots which are the battle between the Alliance and the Horde the two main factions in the game this expansion is going to focus on that conflict again and give players all new reasons to <laughs> pick a side and stick to it. There are two new continents that seem to be specific to each uh, faction, new sub-races that will allow you to uh, change a specific race into a more specific kind, new dungeons and raids, all kinds of new mechanics. It's a big, gigantic new expansion that will raise the level cap up to 120. Tons of new content for World of Warcraft. Best of all, they showed the opening cinematic. And the opening cinematic for Warcraft games and Warcraft expansions has always been a big deal. This one, I think, touched me in a way that few have. And it really does feel like it's reconnecting to that original feeling in World of Warcraft, that original war between the orcs and the humans, and the cinematic was incredible, it was powerful, it was heartfelt, I teared up at the end, I know it sounds cheesy, but I really did, it just stirred in me this feeling of buying that game 12 years ago, or however long it was, and uh, realizing how long it's been part of my life, and how much that those stories and those archetypes have been a part of, of who I am for so long. It was an amazing moment, an amazing cinematic, and it's cool that something as trivial as a video game can feel that important and powerful, and that Blizzard understands that and can and bring that forth on a platform as large and as epic as BlizzCon. I'm excited for the new WoW expansion. I can't believe it's gonna pull me back in as it does every single time. And there's lots more details about that that will be coming out over the course of the weekend. I'm glad I'm here. I'll be able to play it firsthand, as I will with all these, these games. And I'm sure I'll have lots more to tell you over the coming days.